that's one of been one of the honestly differentiators for me this year is I do tend to be a little more reserved and I guess private. Um, and you know, we as realtors, we have so many conversations every day, and sometimes you just want to keep what's private private. But I really found just you know showing people a little bit who I am, what my you know what my hobbies are, you know who my family is, what we enjoy to do, and then again just kind of my opinion on how things are going and just breaking it down, not regurgitating same old, same old. And it's, like I said, I've had a really positive response. And I will say some of these emails, it's almost like people are like, oh yeah, Brittany, we, we almost forgot about you. Welcome to the Freedom Chasers podcast, where we bring you interviews and discussions that share the stories, successes, goals, and dreams of real estate agents and real estate investors pursuing a life of purpose and freedom guys, today I get to interview Brittany Simon, a real estate agent in the Chicagoland area. And Brittany is going to talk to us a little bit today about what happens in a changing market. Her business is actually up right now where a lot of agents are struggling getting out of the business. I think I read something like 60,000 agents have gotten out of the business like in like just like recently. I mean, so it's pretty wild what's happening here. Brittany, your business is going up. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing either differently or the same to keep your business on an upward trajectory. Absolutely. So a lot of I guess where I've been able to stay in the game and keep people motivated is, you know, communication is key. There's a lot of bad information out there and a lot of people in other people's ears. And, you know, I think a good reminder, and I actually had this conversation with um, a new client today, that a real estate is hyper-local. So what's going on somewhere else isn't necessarily the case everywhere. But for instance, this client um, was is going to be an investor and is convinced that the market is eventually going to crash. So I kind of had to explain at least where she was looking that again, you know, real estate is hyper local supply and demand. We don't have enough supply. So for the market to crash, we would have to finally have an oversupply to bring values down. And in a lot of these areas, the only way that can happen is with new construction and they're not building new construction really cheap these days. So that's going to appreciate everything. So, you know, I think again, real estate remains to be a really safe investment as long as you get your hands on something. But I think again, it's a lot of communication keeping people in the know, what's going on, letting them know what I see coming on the market. And depending on where they're looking, because I also work in the city as well. And that's a different ballgame out there, especially depending on the neighborhood. So in the city, it, it, it could be possible to actually get a deal. Whereas in my opinion, in the Western suburbs, it's a bit trickier if, if at all possible. But I think the major thing is, is for clients to stick in it and eventually things will fall into place. But I think, again, it may not happen the first, second, third time that you try. So you got to keep your head in the game and know that. And I truly believe this, that um, when it's meant to be, it will work out and then the cars start to fall into place. But sometimes, you know, it takes a little bit. And I think, again, keeping people motivated and not to be discouraged because everybody feels that right now. Yeah. And another thing that could affect the market too would be if there's a lot of foreclosures and inventory was released rapidly, which seems like might be on the horizon, but hopefully they've learned from last time where they just released it all really, really quickly. Maybe they'll measure it out a little bit, make it a little bit uh, softer crash if it, if it were yeah. to happen that way. I mean, that would be nice to give us right? more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But give us a lot of options. 
Yeah. And even the some I see just trickling on, I mean, they're all going into multiple offers, especially with the ones that need a little bit of work because investors have been kind of sitting on the sidelines for a little bit uh, the past couple of years. So when they see something that looks good, they're on it. So it's, it's interesting. Yeah. And so what are, are you guys doing anything different from a marketing perspective or, or from a lead generation business development? What are you guys doing and, and why, why are you guys growing in a time where most agents are shrinking? Sure. Well, I think one of the things that sets me apart is that, you know, some of my clients, it, 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 they are playing the long game and it may not make sense right now, or depending on their particular situation, I may advise them to, you know, passively look, but it would make more sense for them to either sell in the spring or, you know, get other things in order. I also have some clients that I have listings, and I think there's a good amount of sellers out there like this that we would have inventory, but the parameters to get a loan in some of these situations are trickier than they used to be. Credit scores um, are higher in some instances. So some people have some work to do to get where they need to be. And I think a lot of this sometimes doesn't come to light until they think they're ready. And then they really actually need, you know, another six months to be where they need to be. Cause I know their, their house will sell quickly, but their purchase is going to take a little bit longer. So I think again, coaching people, getting uh, the right strategies in place, having a lot of conversations with people, you know, a lot of times it's not going to cut it through text messaging or email. You really have to either meet with people or, you know, where I'm doing a lot of zooms, but also a lot of phone calls. I, you know, have a really good grasp on what my clients are are looking for or what they need. And so I'm also monitoring things. I'm letting them know, hey, you know, it's not just, you know, I'm setting you on a search and, you know, that's it. You'll hear from me when you decide to see something. You know, I, there's a lot of background work going on. But I think also, you know, mailers, more traditional marketing, I think is working right now because, you know, I think people are also inundated with phone calls and texts and emails. So the easy stuff. So the little things that take a little bit more time. Um, I also say one of the things that has given me an excellent ROI this year, and it's free, is my newsletter. Um, I've just been spending a lot of time on it, and I've been customizing it, and I've been really trying to put my personal spin, what I see in the market, what my thoughts are, and advice for buyers and sellers. I try to include in each newsletter, and the response that I have gotten is great. I think people really appreciate, one, they get to learn a little bit more about me and how I operate at my business, but also, you know, to know that I'm not just, you know, it's not just another sale to me, another transaction. I really want to help them. Yeah. And so you said the newsletter is free. Is this a digital newsletter that you're sending out? It is. So this is an email that I use. Um, but again, I also, you know, I try to make the subject line interesting. You know, I, I don't just try to do, uh, you know, typical real estate pictures, I guess you could say. I include like family pictures, I, you know, just again, so people can get to a little taste of who I am and what it would be like to work with me. Do you feel, I mean, obviously these are probably people you know, right? Is that why you feel comfortable? Because some people, some agents might be thinking, well, I don't want to send pictures of my family because there might be like crazy people in there, but is this just people you know? No, this goes to my whole database. So it's people I've added in. So it's not just, yeah. you know, I mean, of course, I don't know every single person, but no, I think that's one of the, one of the honestly differentiators for me this year is I do tend to be a little more reserved and I guess private. Um, and you know, we, as realtors, we have so many conversations every day and sometimes you just want to keep what's private, private, but 
I really found just, you know, showing people a little bit who I am, what my, you know, what my hobbies are, you know, who my family is, what we enjoy to do. And then again, just kind of my opinion on how things are going and just breaking it down, not regurgitating the same old, same old. And it's, like I said, I've had a really positive response. And I will say some of these emails, it's almost like people are like, oh yeah, Brittany, we we almost forgot about you. And I've gotten a good amount of deals from it just like that. So it's really interesting. I mean, I'm sure it's also, you know, building each month, but at the same time, I think, you know, it's hopefully something people are looking forward to reading and not just hitting delete. (laughs) Yes. So let's talk about that a little bit. I mean, do you have metrics as far as like, how many people do you send this out to on a given month and how long does it take you to put together? So, yes. So I will say I send it out to, I think roughly like 4,200 people, um, depending on how many people unsubscribe, (laughs) but, uh, it takes me a good amount of time. I will say, uh, I get a general idea of what I want to say, like either what's going on within the market, what I have going on. I also try to think if I have some listings coming up, if I can kind of try to group them together to include them all there too. So I don't spam people because I really try not to do that Um, because then you also lose people and I want them to open up the good stuff, (laughs) not just hitting them every day. But um, I will say, I don't read the metrics. I do have the metrics on how many people opened it, how many people unsubscribe, how many people click things. But I stopped doing that because it, it felt a little discouraging. And, you know, there's always somebody that, you know, and I do it too. You know, it's it just, it feels too much that day or it's nothing personal or I just like, I'm not interested right now. But I felt like that wasn't helping me. And if anything, you know, I'm still going to do it. So, you know, as long as it's, you know, seems to be reaching somebody, I think I'm doing all right. And I will say, so my biggest judge of metrics on that is really how many people communicate with me directly after that. And I will say, um, usually it's quite a few. And even if not, you know, looking to do business, it's just, you know, hey, that was great. Like, great read. Like, thanks again. Or, you know, hey, you know, great to see the kids are getting bigger, whatever it is. But um, so that that's what my judge is. because you know, everything else I think is just background noise in terms of the newsletter. (laughs) Everyone who listens to our show knows Tim and I are passionate about obtaining financial freedom through real estate investing. We also know that everyone's situations and goals are different. And while there are programs out there that show you a path to financial freedom, many of these programs are just too cookie cutter and don't take your personality, situation, and desired outcome into account. Think about the number of times that you've watched a guru online and tried to do the exact same thing as they did, but had nowhere near the same results. You are not alone. When I got started, I was continually paying for courses and getting only partial results until I discovered the path that made sense for me. The results prove this out. Most online course creators have let us in on their dirty secrets that 90 to 95% of their students never complete their course and achieve their desired outcome. This is not something that we're okay with. The benefit of working with Tim and I is that we are interviewing between five and 20 people every single week We have accumulated hundreds of seven-figure strategies and gotten inside scoop from these successful entrepreneurs. We're able to work with you to pick the strategy that will best fit and then help you create the custom plan to take you quickly into financial freedom. As a former math teacher, I always taught my students that the fastest way between two points is a straight line. If you want to get rid of the many curves in the road that can make the journey longer and more costly, then go to coaching.freedomchaserspodcast.com and book a call with us and let's get you on a straight line path to freedom. 
And, and so to dive in a little bit deeper, you're sending out to about 4,200 people. Would you say you get like five responses, 100 responses? What would be a typical month? So it definitely varies. I will say um, this past month that I sent it out, I probably got 10 responses, but I got three listings. So, you know, is that a direct response to my newsletter? I don't know. But, you know, were they going to use me anyways? I hope so. Um, I have a, from who they are, I'm pretty sure they were, but it was definitely a reminder, a boost. And I believe, I'll, oh yeah, let's call Brittany. Let's get this started. Uh, and then, you know, I always get like, let's say a handful of people who just reach out and say, hey, you know, thanks for the info, just, you know, interesting read or whatever it is. So, and, and it really for me, you know, as long as I get, I would say at least one or two responses, it makes me feel like, okay, that it, it reached somebody, somebody read it. And maybe if they're not ready to do something right now, I'm confident that they're going to tell somebody or whatever it is. But really with my job for, you know, the newsletter, what I hope to do is just, you know, educate and remind people that, Hey, I'm over here if you need something. Yeah. One of the people that has been a mentor on and off throughout the years, basically to describe marketing as like a, a basketball team. It's like, yeah, you can attribute the shot to something generally, but it's like that person wouldn't have been open if this other thing would have happened. And yeah. Do you view the newsletter in that frame? Like where it's like, sometimes it directly relates, but a lot of times it influences the sale. I, I, I think so. I, I like to think so. I will say, you know, sometimes I, I found if I'm putting too much pressure on myself and I have too much going on, there's been a month or so I skip it because I just like, you know, it's not, I don't want to just send out, or, you know, a template email that I just push out. So I really try to avoid that. And if I feel like that's where I'm headed, or if there's not, you know, I don't have a ton to say that month, you know, I don't just need to push things out to people just because. So I really try to make it that it's meaningful. Um, so there are some months that I don't do it though. And I wonder, Hey, if I did, I wonder if I just sent that template email out, would that have still, you know, had the same effect. But then again, I think you can never get people to resubscribe really. So again, I don't want to risk it, <laughs> especially when it's like, Hey, you know, I saw something very similar from four other realtors. Like what the heck? Um, that's just, you know, so I like to think so. <laughs> So let's talk about the format. How many pages? How do you think about the pages? So I will say Compass is awesome. My brokerage where they, they have a pretty, you know, uh, detailed newsletter already that's local. So I use that as my building block. I change a lot, but I keep some because I think it's interesting. And some of the articles are, I think, um, you know, I, I would want to read it. I'd want to know. So I keep that, but I will say, I try to keep it short and I cut out a lot of nonsense that, or that I view as nonsense. I don't just try to say things to say things. I always start it, open it up with almost like, Hey, everybody, you know, a little bit about the market advice to buyers, advice to sellers, and a little bit about what's going on in my life. And then I kind of anything that's notable with listings or, you know, if I was on a podcast, I try to include something like that as well, just to see what I'm up to in real estate. Um, and then just some, you know, local what's going on. If there's an event that I think would be cool for people to know about, but again, then just short and sweet. And that's really all I include. Um, but Compass does a good good job at kind of giving us some building blocks to at least of, you know, what's going on at a national level or even the, our local level um, with real estate blogs or, you know, trends that are interesting. Yeah. 
And is there a call to action or anything that's promoting you specifically? Like if you've got to buy a sell home, you got to do this in the newsletter. Yes. So I always do that in my, uh, my intro almost as well. Like, Hey, anybody needs anything, you know, reach out. I'm here for you. And I also do it at the end as well, where there's a direct link that they could click and it will bring them right to, you know, my page, my contact info, and even, um, to my compass page where they can, you know, just click and email me right from there. But what's also nice, everything is hyperlinked and, you know, it's all really, anything they click on, she'll usually lead them back to me. (laughs) Excellent. And is there any video on this or is it just straight, uh, text and links? So sometimes there's video, but a lot of time it's text and uh, links or to go to something. Sometimes I feel like video is still a little interesting when it sends, not always, but sometimes it's not always, you know, the graphics don't look as great. Mm -hmm. It's a little delayed. And sometimes I always test it to myself, always, always several times. But, you know, if those don't go as well, then I modify from there too, because I'm like, I don't want to risk it because if it were me and that happened, I deleted or unsubscribed. Now, before we got going on the show, I kind of asked you about your mix of clients. Like, is it you do just one type of thing? And you said, no, I'm, I'm pretty diverse as far as investors, buy, sell. Given that the range of your clients is diverse, like, does that shape the way that you write your newsletter or? It does. You know, I really try to reach everybody. So that's why I also like some of the things that Compass already has in there too, because I think they also do a good job of kind of hitting on interesting points of whether you're a luxury buyer, seller or person, or, you know, whether, you know, however you view yourself. But I think there's usually good information for everybody, even down to, you know, usually there's something about a trend going on, whether it's colors or, you know, just what we're seeing in certain, um, you know, interior design. But I really try to hit it for everybody. And I find that, you know, since I do work with such a broad range of people, that I kind of already speak that way, you know, to kind of be reach everybody and not just so inclusive to a certain group. Yeah. And I think a lot of it's relevant, but if I'm talking to certain, like, for instance, like I have a section of like advice to buyers and, you know, if I'm talking about people who, uh, about loans and I may be talking about FHA loans, well, I also talk to you about people who have cash and, you know, and Hey, maybe you're a little bit positioned better in some of this, you know, competitive marketplace, but also, you know, not always. So I think it's also good for everybody because I think also if you are a luxury buyer-seller, you may know someone who's not. And again, this is, you know, and I try not to get so deep into it either where it's just, you know, too much. I want people to call me then and let's talk about it, which I kind of bring back at the end. Awesome. What do you view as the future for you um, as far as growth and and how you see the business? So I kind of go back and forth on this on a lot because I, uh, I think I always thought I would want a team. And now that I kind of dabbled in it a little bit and um, I think at the time it was, it wasn't necessarily for me. Um, So I think there's potential to possibly build a team, but maybe a little bit smaller, like maybe just a showing agent and an admin. Um, But I think that I really enjoy connecting with clients and, uh, you know, being involved. And I think that's a lot of where, again, it's not just a transaction for me. It's, you know, I'm really partnering with people on, you know, their buying and selling journey. So I think that 
that would take it away if I stepped back a little bit in that regard. But I think I also do want to, just for my own personal side of real estate, um, increase investing and get more into that as well, because I do really enjoy it. And I think also the more you do in that arena, the better I can educate clients on my experience with that as well. Um, which is awesome, obviously, because investing can lead to a lot of freedom, uh, financial and yes. otherwise, which is pretty cool. <laughs> How are you currently balancing your life with your business? Interesting you say that. <laughs> I don't know that there is a, def a clear balance yet. I have um, an almost four-year-old and an almost two-year-old, and my husband works from home. So a lot of the times it's just, you know, whatever we need to do when we need to do it and just taking it as it comes. But um, I definitely see in my head, I always see though how it will balance will be coming when my kids get into school full time. So I think also for my own self, like I don't take more clients than I could possibly handle because, and I know it's sometimes hard to gauge that way, but I will refer things out if I just think, okay, this is an area I know that will be a little trickier for me to get to more often than not. And I would never want to disservice somebody by kind of holding back or just only opening my schedule a couple days for them. So I try to look at it like that and where my openings are. Cause I still do really want to spend time with my kids when they're young. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And so we kind of touched on various aspects of this, but like, if you had to put it together, what would you say your life, uh, your vision for your life and business for the next 12 to 18 months would be? So I would say, um, I definitely want to really get a better grasp on, um, certain targeted marketing, um, yeah. like farming certain areas, like my neighborhood, for instance, I always say, I'm going to really like create a clear path for that. But I just really haven't taken the time to do it because I really haven't had the time. So I'm thinking this winter is when I really want to get a clear path for that so I can really tackle that all of next year. Because I see so many, uh, I have a mini golden doodle that I pretty much walk every single day. So I feel like I know so many people in our community and neighborhood. And I don't know that they know that I'm a realtor. But I think if they knew that, hey, the girl who walks a black dog is a realtor. They, you know, I think I would have a better shot or opportunity than maybe other people who don't live in the neighborhood because I care about our values and um, I'm also very accessible. But um, so I think that's really what I want to get a better grasp on. And I think also always refining my systems. There's always better ways to do things and making it easier for me to just really stay on top of everybody. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Brittany, thanks so much for coming on the show, for sharing some knowledge, especially in the newsletters. I think this is an under-talked about topic, um, especially because, I mean, you're getting a lot of business from this. You're growing in a time where a lot yeah. of people are shrinking. So guys, if you're out there listening, write down something that you learned from today. Share it with somebody you know so they can hold you accountable because freedom is acquired one action at a time. And if you take steps day by day before you know it, you too will be living a life of freedom. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Engagement is like gold to us. We can't do what we're doing without it. Reviews and subscriptions, particularly on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, are worth more than money. So please do what you can to support the show. 